Welcome back to the Citizens Defending Freedom Show. Coming up today, I sat down with Yako Boyens, founder of Yako Boyens Ministries and anti-sex trafficking activist, to discuss the detrimental psychological effects of children encountering obscene material in printed educational resources. We will take a look into our Georgia press conference at the Capitol and how 34 inappropriate books were removed from Nassau County School District. All of that and more is ahead on today's show. But first, before we get started, head to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com and hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any of our content. First, we are with Rhonda Thomas, CDF Georgia Director of Education and founder of Truth in Education. Rhonda, what is going on with legislation in Georgia? As with every other state, we have a lot going on. We're dealing with the um, pornography in our libraries, the obscenity, all the materials, just as every other state is. And we've been working on this for years. Prior to all of us, I have friends that have been working on this for 30 years. So our main, uh, we have three bills that we have that are part of this session. The first one I want to talk about a little bit is uh, SB 154. This has really been presented every session for the past, I don't know how many years, and every year it either gets watered down or is not passed. But this bill is actually about amending a statue in the a Georgia law that was passed in 1984 that actually removed K through 12 libraries, colleges, universities, and art from the obscenity law. So all these uh, harmful to minor statues that we have don't apply to our school libraries. So all these other bills and the fights, the skirmishes that we're having at school boards, they're so important and we need to continue those. But until this bill and these loopholes are closed, we're really never going to get those books out because they're there legally. So this is a bill that has 21 sponsors, strong Republican sponsors this year. So we're hoping that we can pass that. Uh, and of course, um, the important thing too about this is this actually just quickly goes back to Alfred Kinsey all of his pseudoscience it made its way into our legislation it relaxed our penal code and the goal of all that really was it got rid of common law and it brought in this model penal code well you get rid of common law and you get rid of Christianity right so we really need to focus on um, where this is all going and why these bills are so important the next bill I want to talk about is a bill that uh, CDF has been very involved in, and that is called the Clean Libraries Act. Uh, it's sponsored by Clint Dixon, and this basically is requiring um, book vendors to rate books before they're ever sent to our libraries. Our schools are really dealing with all this because of that loophole. And our children are there to learn. They're not there to be exposed to uh, inappropriate materials and obscenity. So we're very excited about this bill. It does four things. It protects our children from inappropriate materials. It empowers parents. This is exciting because we know consent is a big issue all around in our schools. So this requires uh, or empowers parents to determine what materials is appropriate for their children based on age, based on consent. It also requires local schools to only purchase books from vendors who rate them uh, based on the FCC guidelines, and it enacts accountability requirements to ensure compliance that all this is followed. Um, and so that is something we are very grateful to CDF from being a 
being a part of helping us legally and looking and reviewing the bill. And this bill started in Texas. It was HB 900, so uh, our legal department was very familiar with it. So uh, that worked out great. So we are excited about this bill. It has great sponsors, and we are expecting it to pass. So that's the other. Then we have one more library bill that is actually to remove uh, any funding to the ALA in Georgia. Yes, right? We want to get rid of Emily Drabinsky's uh, radical agenda and anything that we can cut funds off to, which we know is what where all our problems are coming from, is uh, to do that. So our children don't need to be exposed to this. All we have to do is go to the ALA web website, parents, and you'll see exactly what the agenda is and um, what they're pushing and why we're getting such a pushback uh, from parents and a silencing of parents is because of these big non-governmental organizations that are influencing what's happening in our schools. Thank you, Rhonda. Our media team had the honor of attending a press conference hosted by Rhonda regarding the bills we just discussed. One of the press conference speakers was Yako Boyens. Take a look at what he had to say at the Georgia State Capitol. I want you to understand the connection between human trafficking, and human trafficking is a very broad term. So let's talk, talk about child sexual exploitation and material to children at a young age. The exploitation of persons through the mechanisms of force, fraud, and coercion is the definition of sex trafficking. So force, fraud, coercion. On the other hand, when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, predators exploit vulnerability. And when I say predators exploit vulnerability, it's vulnerability of all people groups. So the narrative that an LBGTQ community is different than a black community, a white community, a Hispanic community is false. Evil does not discriminate. Trafficking does not ask, are you LBGTQ, are you not? Are you white, are you black? It looks for vulnerability in a child and it exploits the vulnerability in any child. The facts are the facts, the numbers speak for themselves. So when you on the one hand understand that predators exploit vulnerability, then it is a society's duty to make sure a child is not vulnerable. Does that make sense? Because a predator will not ask, well, where's the child from? What socioeconomic class? What school? What, what gender affiliation? It, a predator asks, is this child vulnerable? Period. We also had the opportunity to sit down with Yako for an insightful interview. Listen into what he had to say on the negative psychological impact on children when they are exposed to obscene material. So when you speak to the child's brain about a sexual concept at age five, right? Here's what you're doing. In a single phrase, you're turning it on. The brain starts producing a chemical that's not supposed to be produced. It's supposed to be dormant until puberty. That's what puberty does. It starts waking up the brain. The body changes. The brain starts... Boys, there's a day where he doesn't notice girls. Girls, cooties, don't want to know them. Whoa, girls. There's a natural progression. If you accelerate that timeline, you're literally blowing that child's life up completely because they're not able to process it. To view the full podcast, head to our website and click on air under the media tab. Thank you to our CDF Georgia team for hosting this incredible event.
Next, after a months-long effort led by members of Nassau County CDF in Florida, more than 30 age-inappropriate books have been removed from the shelves of the Nassau County School District. Members of CDF worked to identify 34 books that they said violated Florida statute, which bans the knowing distribution of obscene material to school children and then challenged them using procedures set forth by the Florida Department of Education. After a review by the Nassau County School Board, those school board members agreed that the books violated the law and removed them from all school libraries in the district. Here with us today is Executive Director of Nassau County Citizens Defending Freedom, Jack Naki. Jack, you've had some tremendous success recently in Nassau County. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so uh, we recently confirmed that we had 34 books removed from our uh, Nassau County school libraries. And these are explicit books that, uh, that clearly violated state statutes uh, regarding um, obscenity in schools for children. So we were really thrilled to have these removed and really appreciative of the, the school board for, for advocating to get these uh, books taken out. What was the process you and your team took to get these books removed? Yeah, so we, we got lists from all over the state of, of books that were being challenged in different places. And we looked to see which ones were in Nassau County. And then once we found them, we, we look to find uh, confirming information to say this book has explicit sexual information in it. It should not be in our schools. And so we, we created links to some, um, some um, applications that, that would, would give the school district and the school board an opportunity to look at what's in these books so they can say, wow, this is not appropriate. I think it's important to note that both your team and the school board followed the proper guidelines. Yes, and and it's it's kind of a, an interesting process. You know, we have to put a formal challenge in place. They have a team of people that go through and um, and go through and evaluate that challenge. And uh, so it's something that's been put together over the course of the last several months or a year. And uh, I think in our in our county it worked, and we're really happy that it did. What piece of advice would you give other counties fighting these same books in their school system? Yeah, I think the key thing is, is to try to do it um, the right way, identify them, make sure that you, you are articulating what the problem is with the books, and then just, uh, you know, I think privately go to all of the people who are involved in that process and, and let them know that, um, that it's, it's appropriate to look at these books and, and get that information out of our school libraries. Jack, do you have any final thoughts? I appreciate that Nassau County has been taking the lead there and I really appreciate our particular school board members that got involved and pushed to make that happen. So um, I'm really happy that Nassau County kind of been leading the state of Florida and being able to get rid of these books that uh, should not be in our libraries. Thank you, Jack. Before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse of the week. This week's verse is Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today in our fight to protect children, help ensure election integrity, and encourage pastors to get engaged. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our organization and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great things we're doing. God bless.